Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everybody, welcome back in to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So, uh, my apologies, things have gotten a little busy, and last week I couldn't do an episode after um, my Ask Me Anything episode, but thank you guys so much for that, and um, everybody reacted really well to the burping story about my next, about how she didn't know how to burp. It's like, come on, man, who doesn't know how to burp? It was just funny. Um, I really appreciate that episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was a lot of fun answering your questions and thank you for submitting them. Um, So I went back and I listened and um, episode three and episode 19, um, I talk a lot about the dysfunction that my next caused between myself and my family. Um, I talked on episode 19 about reconnecting with my family on my mother's side. And uh, I talked a lot about this podcast um, about having my sister on. And, uh, you know, I've hounded her. This is episode 52. I've hounded her since episode 19. Uh, about, you know, I don't want to push anybody out of their boundaries, but um, at some point, I think people could benefit from hearing our story and how we didn't talk for nearly 10 years. Um, but today, my sister, Macy, is going to join the show. So I'm so, so, so excited about it. Um, Now, one thing I want to mention that I didn't, well, she and I both didn't catch while we were recording the episode, but as some of you may remember, um, my mother passed away, and uh, Macy and I are going to talk about that time on this episode. Um, Now, I'm not a deeply religious person, although I am very spiritual, and I do believe in signs, and I'm not going to ruin it for you. But when Macy and I finish talking about my mother, something happens within the podcast that is, for me, made the hair on my arms stand up. And you're going to hear it on this episode. Um, It's very subtle. It's very odd. uh, But it lets me know that I'm going in the right direction. And uh, I'm really excited about this episode. Um, Before we get into it, you know, I'm going to plug my normal stuff. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. I am on Twitter at dimming gaslight. 
And uh, please also rate, review. Please leave reviews on Apple Music. Um, and uh, also, I have the GoFundMe page. And, you know, I'm still working. My trial date for my restraining order is quickly approaching. It's about two and a half weeks away. And uh, I really need some help with these lawyer bills, if anybody can help me out. Um, I, I've said in past episodes, I'm in a good place emotionally, but in a rough place financially. So I would appreciate any help I can get. Um, all right, let's get into this episode with Macy, and I'm super excited about it. Check it out. All right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. So a lot of times I come on these episodes and I say like, oh, I'm so excited to do this episode, or I say, oh, this is one of the coolest guests I've ever had. So I'm going to go on record before I get into this episode that this is maybe the most nervous I've ever been to do an episode, but also like the most heartfelt one because I've talked about this one for a while. I'm here with my sister and her name is Macy. Macy, say hi to everybody. Hello. <laughs> Macy, I have waited, well, let's call a spade a spade, almost 10 years to do something like this and to get my listeners to hear about how you and I reconnected. And, uh, a lot of people think like, oh, I lost family members or I lost friends or I lost people that are close to me. And you and I had a really long hiatus from talking and we've reconnected, you know, after I had my divorce and I'm so glad to have you back in my life. But I think people can relate to our story and how we reconnected. Yeah, that's rough. And I think without your breakup, I don't think it probably would have happened. Mm -hmm. So listen, for the listener's sake, right? Let's talk about the fucking absolute basket cases we were growing up. And you and I, we were, before we got on the air here, we were kicking around some really funny stories. And so we just want to paint a picture a little bit about the kind of kids we were growing up. So like, we were talking about this one funny story where uh, our parents, we, we grew up very middle class. Would you say middle class? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think just... Um like you said, to paint the picture, like we have a few years between us, like we're not yeah. necessarily close in age. So like the age gap, I think is, <laughs> you know, was more of a divide growing up too. Right. Well, Macy is very largely responsible for my music taste. And I can remember growing up and uh, I remember the first time I ever heard all apologies by Nirvana and my sister was absolutely blasting it in her room. And she was all into like grunge rock and, uh, Nirvana and the Doors and the Beatles oh, and all yeah. that kind of shit. So I'll never remember it. I hope you remember this story because I'm going to make you laugh. We, because we grew up very middle class, we never went on these big extravagant trips that a lot of people took. But our parents always took us camping. And I don't know where camping. our parents, I don't know where our parents went, but they left us alone at the campsite, you and I. And this was like mid 90s, early 90s. And this is when Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses came out. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing with my Power Rangers, whatever I'm playing with on the on the picnic table. And my sister comes up to me and she has her headphones and she puts them over my ears. And all I hear is, do you know what you are? You're in the jungle, baby. You're gonna die. And I'm like, mom. <laughs> so I planned that out and I cued Appetite for Destruction tape exactly where it should have been and I chuckled to myself and I had to rewind it and fast forward it a couple of times before I got it just right but I had a plan and I got it at that moment that was going to be so good and I was like here listen to this and I popped my headphones on your head and you know where you are 
parents aren't around, you're in the middle of the woods, and, like, you, no cell phones, like, that didn't even exist. Like, you're oh on your own. I'm you're s- gonna die! <laughs> I was laughing! And we're, like, we're almost 40 years old, and we're still laughing about this. I kind of want to do it to my kids now as, like, a rite of passage, yeah. Like, we were just fucking crazy, and then, like, you know, like, you know, we, we had, like, typical sibling rivalry, you and I, like... We didn't always get along. Let's call a spade a spade. We didn't always get along. But, like, for the same token, I don't consider it much worse than, like, I have friends who would have brothers or whatever, and they would punch each other in the face, and the next thing they would do, they would go to the bar. You know what I mean? Oh, we like, were rough. We yeah, were rough. we were definitely rough. Like, um, I mean, and we would have, like, our fun times, I think, were as equal to our rough times. But, yeah, I think we would, you know, vie for attention or power, whatever it was. And Yeah. Yeah, we would... <laughs> tell tell the story you just told me before we got onto the air about the TV. Well, I don't know. Again, how old we were. I I was probably in Teenagers. high school, and you were probably in middle school, or maybe it was middle school and elementary, whatever. But I went into the living room, and you were sleeping on the couch, and the TV was on. So I just figured out, oh, like, he's asleep. He's not watching the TV. So I just went and took the remote, and I went to put on Oprah or change the channel to something, and. Of course, right then, you immediately open your eyes and, like, chuck the first thing within your reach at my head, which I think was, like, a heavy metal toy fire truck or something. So I wasn't going to let that go. (laughs) So I think, you know, like how girls fight, I grabbed your hair and wrestled you to the ground and ripped your skull, like, scalped you. <laughs> and then you took my hair and you handed it to mom and you go, here, this is his hair, and walked away. <laughs> like, we were so fucked up. My God, we were such fucked up kids. And, like, to the listener listening to this right now, I, I hope you, I hope you're, like, like, these two fucking people, these two kids were fucked up. But, like, I've also touched on the podcast. Like, we had a pretty rough upbringing. We had a lot of loss. We had a mother who was very sick. And, uh, you know, you, my sister is a very intelligent person. She went to Ivy League College very young. And she moved out of the house very young. And, um, yeah, we had our normal sibling rivalry growing up. But you were out of the house really early. And, um you met your yeah, I think like I wanted independence, you know, like I, I kind of just wanted to like handle my life on my own. I was very, yeah, independent and kind of like, I don't know, maybe like not have a problem with authority, but I don't like to be told what to do. (laughs) Me neither. That's definitely, that's definitely a uh, Mac and Macy Jean. Well, yeah. And then um, you met your eventually who is now your husband and you moved out. You went to college. You graduated Ivy League very high in your class and you were smart. And um, that's kind of like so we grew apart at that time. um, But we also let's call a spade a spade. Like when we got older and like some of the debauchery that we would get into, too, like we started, you know, drinking together and getting high together and like doing shit like that. So, um you know, I remember one time, like, you, uh, we went, um, snow tubing or something, and we were, like, just so trashed, and I think I lost my wallet, or your husband lost his wallet, or some shit like that, like... Keys, he lost his keys, yeah, you lost your wallet, like, uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, snow tubing, and, yeah, I think, like, we carried a six-pack or, well, who knows, (laughs) up the hill, and, you know, that was a big part of the night, oh, yeah, we were just We were definitely trespassing, and... (laughs) Yeah, but we had fun. We had fun. Yeah, I mean, like, uh uh-huh. And, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, you know, 
something that's unavoidable in the course of our lives. We're always just in different times of our lives. So, True. like, I'm going through things at a different time than you are. But then, like, once you get there, you're like, oh, now I see. Like, yeah. So you're able to empathize, like, you know, five years down the line of, like, what I was going through at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, not that, like, you know, we had these times of not being close. But it's just, yeah, we just had that age difference between us. How about, so uh, your husband and I have pretty much always had a good relationship, but what would you say, what was your relationship like with my past girlfriends? I mean, I know there was usually, you know, because you and I have a large age gap, so there was a large age gap between you and my ex-girlfriends, but like, what was your feelings about them? Yeah, by like a year or two. So what was your feeling about my past relationships? Um, I think, like, your long-term relationships, I thought, were nice and pretty mellow. And, you know, just that, yeah, they were young kids. Um, And then um, I think, like, when you were trying to get over the long relationships, you were more, like, just, like, sporadically dating. I think you had a little more tumultuous people in there (laughs) um, that you could see. But, and yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they didn't last very long. No. And then... um, I don't know. I guess by the time you met your next, you were very ready to, like, settle down. I guess because, like, I was settling down, and I guess, like, you know, you were a little older. Um, well, you already had two kids at that point. Right. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I loved your kids. When, when you had kids, that was – I mean, don't get me wrong. The debauchery brought us together, but your kids brought us together, and I remember, you know – your kids being very, very young. I remember, um, you know, your daughter was first and your son was second. And uh, yeah, just like cute kids. And I remember, I so there was this girl who uh, I was seeing for a little while, before, right before my next. And uh, she had a nephew. And we used to take pictures of our nephews and do this like competing whose nephew is cuter and i used to oh, that's post healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and i used to i used to post pictures on on facebook and be like my nephew is cuter than yours don't question it you know what i mean like i loved your kids your kids were awesome and they were fun oh i know i have great pictures of you like just beaming in the hospital after they're born like yeah. you, know, you were more excited than i was <laughs> well, could, uh, yeah and then and then remember when i i found that song and that was eventually what you named your daughter after yeah that was cool yeah it was cool i haven't heard that so many years oh just i haven't thought about that so yeah so um so yeah you're right and then i met the next and what were your initial impressions of her yeah so i remember you asking me at the time and well so i mean hindsight 2020 like i could tell that she was someone that was always immediately put together like you know makeup on well-dressed like she wasn't going to be caught off guard kind of thing like it was definitely very appearance oriented um but I mean I don't know like when I talked to her she would talk back and I mean she was personable kind of thing is what I'm trying to say and she was nice enough and um yeah like it seemed like you guys had things in common so I remember you asking me at the time and I my response was what's not to like like Mm -hmm. She seems great. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, so then were you guys ever, like, alone on one-in-one conversations, like, without me around? Did she ever say anything about me or anything like that? Um, I don't 
remember a lot of one-on-one. I remember times with uh, me, her, and mom. And I remember mom saying, like, you know, oh, you guys seem to really hit it off. And, you know, I think that you guys are becoming friends or whatever. And I would say, yeah, like, I would want to be friends with her because, you know, it it helps their relationship. And, yeah. you know, I, I can remember us all to be... I can remember a time when we were younger and you were like, the next girl that you meet, we better be friends. Like, me and her, like, you were like, we better be friends. And I thought you guys were. I I thought you guys were cool. Like, uh, I don't know why. I mean, we're talking almost 10, well, more than 10 years ago now at this point, so. Well, maybe you just had, like, again, you had girls that were, like, if you and I have a five-year difference, there was a seven-year difference. And I think maybe, like, the past long-term girlfriends were just really quiet and, Maybe, like, I was intimidating just being the older sister. Not that, like, I was trying to be, but I kind of felt like maybe that's how they felt, like, not able to really, you know, talk openly with me or anything or, you know, talk, like, as a friend to me. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember saying that. Like, I hope I didn't, you know, inadvertently <laughs> steer. This know. is all your fault. You know what? Shun. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. But, like, you know, I can actually remember you saying that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, so me and the next got together. And, um, well, you just touched on mom. And uh, we'll get to what happened with my mom in a bit if you don't remember from the earlier podcast. But what did mom think about her? She thought that, you know, we were friends or or you and my next were friends. What did she think about my next? Again, like, she seemed put together. Like, you know, she was a cute dresser and she was career oriented and yeah I mean our immediate impressions there was nothing negative like all we could see was that I don't know she seemed poised and um yeah interested in you so So that was good um we didn't talk about this before we came on the air but something just popped into my brain and and uh if you want to talk about it that's fine I remember, so I mentioned on this podcast that we rented a seasonal lake home and um, she wanted to show off this seasonal lake home. But the thing that was annoying is that we had to move out in the summer and she wanted to put on this kind of display like this was our place, you know, Mac and Nex's place. And we had a big barbecue at the house and uh, I kind of remember her. So this was the first time, like, our family met her family. And I remember Mm -hmm. us and our aunt that we were talking about before were were sitting on our deck. And they started talking shit about my family on the deck. Like, this one is fake and this one looks like this. And I can remember saying, you know... You guys realize I'm sitting right in front of you, right? Like, you're talking about my family. And is it okay if I start chopping your family into little pieces and and talking about them? But, like, they were like, well, I'm not saying anything that's not true. And you just need to accept that. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I guess I, you know, like, now I can kind of see how, yeah, looks are very important to her. Um, I mean, I guess I can see how she would be judgmental. (laughs) I mean, if she was, you know kind of judging herself by, you know, always being, you know, put together kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that that's a shame because, um, I, you know, I don't think that 
we would give her any reason to no. you know, be that judgy to us, like right from the start. So, no. Well, do you remember, like you were never going to catch her. She was never going to be in like her sweatpants with no makeup in the grocery store type of thing. Like she was going to wear a no, full... No, she's always picture ready. Always picture ready. And I've shared on this podcast, she has as many pictures on her Instagram and her personal Instagram as Kim Kardashian does with like a billion less followers. Like she right. had to always portray how great she was together. Did you ever see that fall? Can you remember a time when you saw the image kind of chip? Um, I think when she was, like, stressed out, like, after, you know, work or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, then it was just, like, a body language thing. Yes. And yes. Um, I don't know. She would have this air about her of, like, how, like, kind of, I don't know. Supremacy. Just to make you feel... To make the to make the people around her feel like um, they were less than I don't know bad or yeah uh, like she yeah, was like supreme and we were less than her worthy of her time or mm-hmm. something right yeah 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 right so you feel like you're bothering her by your presence yeah like just being around her you're not you're kind of like annoying her just by being there right <laughs> and you have to like live yeah. up to this expectation that she might have of you and you're like i don't really give a fuck what you think of me and i had i had well, mo yeah, and go ahead yeah i like to be around people that are happy i want you to be happy but i also realize that sometimes it's out of my control so i can sit with you in your unhappiness <laughs> but i don't want to be the cause so if i'm the cause of your unhappiness i need to go right and once it starts getting directed at me that's where i draw the line and i'm like nah forget this you know like who the hell is she like who the hell is she you know but, man, I, you know, I've shared many times on this. I, I felt like this was my last shot to, to have the kids, to have the white picket fence idea. And I just thought, I don't want to start over, you know? Like, fuck. I, at the time, I was almost 30 years old, which is not old. But I was like, I don't want to start over with somebody brand new. So, yeah. And then, um, so you and I had a bit of a situation. And, you know, we had an argument. Um, what the argument was about, it's really not important to this podcast. Um, but just know that it was a messy argument and you and I kind of drew a line in the sand and it was kind of like, you go your way, I'm going my way. And we didn't talk for a while. Um, but what I didn't know was that I ended up choosing my next over my family. And what I mean by that is my next started saying, well, Mac's family just sweeps everything under the rug or Mac doesn't, you know, um, you know, he doesn't want to be called out on his bullshit and Mac's all about image. So um, I started believing that kind of shit. And I was like, you know, fuck my sister. I was like, forget it. You know, like my relationship with my sister doesn't get me any closer to my ultimate goal of having a family, which is a shit thing to say, a shit thing to say. But we, we, you know, we were just saying too, like, I loved your kids and, you know, I had my friend Mo on this podcast, my best friend who was saying, you know, you wanted that for yourself and you were going to get that by any means necessary. Now, was it right? No, but we had a large disconnect for what? Seven, eight years? Yeah, maybe even longer. Yeah, I think it's like, like 2011, 2012. So mm-hmm. how did you feel in that time about me? Um, I mean, I was incredibly hurt, but I feel like my overall feeling was just, 
have a nice life. I wish you well. And that was it. Like, I never wished anything bad for you. I just figured, yeah, you have your wife and you have your family and, you know, you have your friends. And you Like, I just figured, yeah, go on and have a nice life. And that was what was happening. Um, so, yeah, I guess when I heard, so, you know, like, I heard second hands about like the birth of your kids and like that kind of stuff um and yeah then when I heard like you were getting divorced it was well hold on we're we're jumping the gun a little bit before we go there okay uh I wanted to touch on something that's going to be emotional for both of us um but I found out uh that my mother had passed away and um the way I found out that my mother had passed away was through a Facebook post because uh, you and I were disconnected. I was disconnected from the family because I made some real shit decisions. And my next was friends with a mutual friend of yours on Facebook and a mutual friend, which now I come to find that you hate that woman and I hate that woman too, um, wrote on your Facebook. Yeah, seriously. Wrote on your Facebook, um, I'm sorry for your loss. And then... That's how I found out that mom passed away. But I want to say to everybody on this on the air, and just so you can hear this too, um, you know, through our connection, reconnection, and connecting with family and stuff, um, my sister did a tremendous job of taking care of my mother at the end of her life, um, and I'm really appreciative for that. Um, I wish I could have been there. Um, you know, it's just a really tough pill to swallow, but, you know, you've told me that, um, um, you know, mom and I may have had a chance to reconnect, but at the end of her life, um, it was either you told me or my aunt told, or our aunt told, uh, told me that mom didn't want my next there as she was passing because, um, <clears throat> hold on a second. Yeah, I mean... She didn't um, want her there because uh, she didn't want her to cause drama. Well, I mean, she was dying, and she needed her strength to die, and she wanted to be in peace, and, you know, all I could do was try to do that, so it really got to, unfortunately, like, you don't always have time. You think things might change, and you have time, but... You know, uh, we all know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time is fleeting. And um, unfortunately, it just happened really fast. And I got to the point where, yeah, she just needed her strength to die. And I yeah. whipped into warrior mode. And I that's the only thing that was going to happen. So well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that. I'm sorry. But however, I also have to say, well, that's really hard. We've talked a lot about that. And you are very committed to, um, like, honoring her legacy of um, peace. And I have to say, like, to me, you are like a 180 of what was happening during our estrangement and fallout and all of that. So the reason that we've reconnected is because that Mac that I knew is, or whatever was happening with you and stuff is very different. And yeah, we've worked out a lot of the, well, we'll get, we'll get there. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think having kids changes you, um, you know, having, 
the relationship I had with mom and then having my own kids, I can largely put myself in my mother's shoes. And even if, um, you know, even if my relationship with my children was rocky or whatever, I, you know, I would still care for them. So, yeah. Um, so that happened. And then you and I, we were estranged for a long time and I lost contact with my entire family. And, uh, oh, I hear, I like those bells in the background. Um, Me too. She's out for a walk. So, uh, yeah. And then, um, all right. So let's fast forward to a little bit. And then, yeah. So I started getting divorced. And um, it was funny. I, I went back and I listened to, you know, because I wanted to, to hear about, like, when I talked about our relationship and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, like I said on this podcast in one of the early episodes that, like, it still stands to this day because my entire family knew especially you weren't at my wedding. I didn't invite you to my wedding, but my entire family knew of how fucked up this lady was. And, um, they probably would tell me, I told you so, you know what I mean? So I have a cousin that there was one family member that I stayed in touch with during this entire estrangement. And, uh, he said to me one time, it was funny, he goes, you know, I'd really like to know what, what's going on with you after, you know, I left the home. And he's like, you know, whenever you're ready. And I didn't tell him about the podcast. I hadn't told him about the podcast at that point. But I was like, you know what, I just didn't have the energy to tell the whole story. And I was like, listen, if you can keep a secret, because I'm not talking to my family, and I don't really want them to know about this. I was like, here, I have a podcast. So my, my cousin listens to it. And of course, he goes, oh, I told, you know, who's my godmother. And uh, so he tells our aunt, that I'm going through a divorce. And my aunt goes, according to my cousin, says, I hope Mac will come back to the family now. And uh, I was just blown away by that. So <laughs> I asked my cousin for my aunt's phone number because I didn't have it on my phone anymore. And uh, I had a two-hour conversation with my aunt. And uh, I know she's probably going to be listening to this, so hello. But um, so, yeah, and then... Uh, she said, you know, this is great. And I'm glad that we are able to talk and, you know, talk about these things so openly. But the real thing you need to do is you need to get in touch with Macy. And I was like, holy shit. Because you got to understand, in my world, in my very short term perspective, I didn't know if we were ever going to talk again. I mean, a lot happens in 10 years. And I didn't think so either. Like, so you know, <laughs> so much happens uh, that I just figured, yeah, I mean, it could be a lifetime for some that, yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. But I also didn't expect like this huge change within yourself. Yo, you know, what's funny so. Wait, before you go on. So do you remember? So I think we were texting or something, but we were so mad at each other years and years and years ago. And iCloud saves like past history. And I think I blocked you or you blocked me. So every time we were trying to call each other, it was like the person's blocked. I was like, fuck, I just want to talk to you. And the fucking phone number was blocked and we couldn't get a hold of each other. But um, eventually we so did. So wait, you tried to call me? No. Well, oh, oh, when we were, when we, yeah, decided we would finally talk yeah. again. Yeah, it was hard to how did, get, yeah, how did you feel when get I, the phone number to work. Yeah. How did you feel when I reached out to you? Uh, really confused. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Like, uh, okay, so we, 
we agreed after like mulling it over and yeah, talking with our aunt and stuff. Um, and I, to our first phone call, I brought a notebook and a pen because I thought it was going to be like old, I want to say quote unquote conversations where, um, we kind of just like talk over each other and like, I don't know, yell at each other and nobody's really getting through to each other. And there's just a lot of miscommunication and un- misunder like I just didn't expect it to go well so I honestly bought <laughs> brought a notebook and a pen to write down points so I could be like this is why <laughs> why I can't talk to you you know <laughs> but it didn't go like that at all um and yeah I mean I had like so you know there was a lot of like crying beforehand and like you feel like you know you're world is topsy-turvy and you don't know what's true anymore and um I think one of the first things like you know I I thought about like our relationship you know from childhood to what we were talking about earlier and I do remember you know just being a jerk in those like elementary years like before we could find common ground to have fun together um and, you know, I would pick on you for, you know, dumb things and call you names. And But to a little kid, like, that really stinks. And when I see my kids doing it or other kids doing it, like, I think, you know, it's just jerky. And you can, <laughs> you can talk to kids about it a lot. But, you know, often I think they're just too immature to understand right. how hurtful they're being. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at it from an adult's eyes, when we first had that phone call, I think one of the first things I said to you was, you know, I need to make my own apology for being a jerk to you as a kid. And as like, soon, I need to get that off the chest. As, and that was awesome. And as, and like, so I came into that not without a notebook, but I was sitting in my car. And at the time, I was pretty homeless. I mean, there's was couch surfing and everything. So I was already emotional. But I was coming on that call, kind of like I was coming on this call now, but I don't, I didn't think we're going to like fight now, but like coming into that, like, yeah, I was like, fuck, is this going to be confrontational? And I came in and like, I wanted to put like one toe in and ease in very subtly. And then when you said, when you made that initial apology, because I thought I was going to have to come on and make all the apologies. And then you were the bigger person about that. And you came on and said, I'm sorry for picking on you when you were little. All, all of my walls just tumbled down. I was no longer in defense mode where I was like, all right, you know, like here's what I did, but you did this. So you deserve that. And blah, 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 blah. Like I wasn't like that at all. I was like, wow. Okay. I feel like, listen, you're right. We're both adults. We both are parents, you know, um, you're still married. I'm no longer married, but like we've come such a long fucking way. And I can remember the product of that. Again, two hour conversation between you and I, I think I said to you something along the lines of, look, We've wasted 10 years, right? And like, let's say hypothetically, we have another 40 or 50 left on this planet. Like, are we going to waste those 40 and 50 over the last 10? And I think within those 40 or 50, we can work to mend the next 10, right? Yeah, which I think is really nice because I think some people decide, you know, it's just not worth it. Like, I am who I am and they are who they are. And, you know, too much has happened and, you know, they don't maybe look at the wisdom that they have acquired in the last 10 years or, um, I don't know, people hold grudges. Like, there's a lot of different reasons. But I think that, 
you and I were able to, yeah, look at it with more wisdom and experience and what we should have done and, you know, talk open and honestly and not just be like, you know, I was right and I would do that again. Right. Totally. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's such much a... growth and it's not going to get you anywhere. Right. And you there's have to say like, you know, I was wrong and I, you know, if I could go back, I would. Yeah. Which and, is yeah. Big. And we, you know, we both have experience with people who do do that and that, you know, with age doesn't come wisdom and and they still kind of stick to their guns and we both agreed that we didn't want to be that way and um you know again like so we eased into that conversation but we also eased into mending the relationship and texting and calling and facetiming and uh you have been through this court situation with me one of my biggest supports i mean you're you're like one of the first people i call when I get out of court and I go, this happened, this happened, this happened. And a lot of times you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is this not getting yeah, resolved? Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I know. It just seems crazy. Like, I don't know really, having not been through it, like, a lot of it just seems so unfair. And, you know, how can they separate a man that has been vindicated of the things that he's been accused of, mm-hmm. you know, still be separated from his kids for these you know, long amounts of time. It doesn't make sense. And like the court system is so slow and unfortunately, yeah, skewed against fathers, which, um, I mean, you know, there's reasons that sometimes that's right, but well, statistically, it's statistically there's very abusive men around, but I don't fit into that mold. And I'm kind of, you know, I hate, I mean, I don't know what the listener is going to think about this, but I feel like I'm paying for other people's mistakes, but, um, there will come a day soon, in my opinion. I have high hopes that there is a day coming soon that I will be vindicated legally. Um, but socially, I guess, if you want to call justice, um, you and I have had this nice rekindling of you know a friendship and a siblinghood as we've gotten older. And now, you know, it's funny. You know, your son. A lot of times when I call you on Facetime, will jump on the phone and go. It's almost like he's a fan of the podcast or something. Your son jumps on. And he goes, "Why the f?" You know, he's a young kid, but he's like, "Why is this happening? Can't you?" Bah, 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 bah. And I'm like, "I know, bud. I know. I wish I could, but it's it's just so cute how like he's now becoming my advocate, and I love it." <laughs> yeah, because he'll listen. No, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he'll listen to our conversations, or you know, he'll be like what's going on? Has he won in court or anything like that? I'd be like, no, it's actually like, you know, reversed on him and he's not doing so well. And yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that care about you and care about your case. And, um, she did you dirty. <laughs> well, and it's funny too, cause now, um, for the last two weeks during my visits with my kids, my daughter goes, can we FaceTime Macy? Can we FaceTime Macy? And I go, uh-huh. yeah, sure. So she wants to FaceTime you now and she always wants to see your puppies. And then she goes, can we pet him? So I'm so, so, so excited. You told me last week that you are going to be coming to New York City to come visit. Yeah, I, in a couple months. I'm excited, too. Yeah, we haven't um, been back up that way in years and years. Yeah. So, so it'll be cool to yeah show the kids some touristy things like you do with yours. Yeah, show them some touristy things. And you're going to be very close to where my office is so we can go and we can get some pizza. We go hang out in the park or go to a concert or something, but I definitely want to see you. I definitely want to see the kids. It's crazy, man. People are frozen in your memory the way, like, I haven't seen your kids. They're like five years years. old. Yeah, (laughs) 10 years. I haven't seen them. They were babies. They're frozen in my brain as babies. But, um, you know, 
I'll tell you right now, I'm going to give you the biggest fucking hug you've ever gotten in your life. You're not going to be able to breathe. And then also, I'm going to be very... It happened when I reconnected over the summer and we went down to the beach with the other family. Um, Seeing my kids with your kids for me will put a lump in my throat so hard. Like, it'll... It's... Because, again, I just never thought this was going to happen. I never thought it was going to happen, but I'm so glad that it has. Yeah, no, my daughter has already said that she's really excited to see them. She likes little kids, and, um, yeah, she's good with them, just like how you are. So she's excited about that part, too. Cool. Awesome. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of this. Um, I got to tell you, I was stressing about it for, like, a few days. But, like, now that it's over and we did the podcast, how do you feel about it? I feel good. I mean, it's just, like talking to you and we've been doing a lot of that lately so it's good yeah I, i think this was a good representation of who we both are as people you know how we've made our own mistakes and you know how we're trying to rectify them you know post all this shit so for anybody listening to this you know it's hard man it's hard reconnecting with the people that you had lost during an abusive relationship but um I hate to say be the bigger person, but maybe at some point, you know, you have to swallow your pride a little bit and get back to the people you love because I absolutely love you, Macy, and I'm glad that you're back in my life. Oh, thank you. I'm glad too. Awesome. Glad it worked out like this. Yeah. All right, everybody. So I'm going to let you go. Um, and uh, until next time, everybody.